Hello, and welcome to Catholicism in the Car. My name is Parker Zerbal. Okay, uh, so I want to continue talking about the Franciscan School of Theology, particularly with John Dunn Scotus and his kind of promotion of voluntarism, which voluntarism, uh, the key word there is uh, volum, which in Latin is the word for will, uh, to will something. Uh, You can think of the English word to volunteer. Okay, means you, you freely will to do something. You're not coerced in any way. So voluntarism is the theological and philosophical understanding of 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 man, of man's nature, that puts man's will primary over uh, man's intellect. Now, blessed, uh, or sorry, Saint Bonaventure has a theory of a, of a tripartite soul, which includes the intellect, the will, and then what he calls the memory, which intellect and will, I think, should be fairly understood. Uh, intellect is basically what you're able to use to understand things, I guess is a really simple simple way to put it. Um, will is how you decide certain things. And then memory, in Bonaventure's understanding, is the third part of the soul. And it's not memory how we use the word today. So this can get confusing for people. He understands memory as basically a, a vestige, a, a footprint, you could say, upon the soul. Of God, so it's like a memory, a memory that the soul has of God, and everything that the individual does, he is like seeking for God because of this aspect of memory within his soul. So when people talk about like the God-sized hole in your heart. That's, that's kind of what Bonaventure means by memory. Uh, and, and he puts that as a, as a part of the soul. And I, I think that's one reason why I really love Bonaventure. So, and, and from what I've heard, I haven't made it this far in reading Scotus yet. But from what I've heard is that Scotus agrees with this tripartite soul with intellect, will, and memory. Uh, but yet he has, he makes some distinctions. And I, I'm not, clear yet on what those are. But uh, Scotus, along with Bonaventure, they put the will in front of the intellect as, as basically as more important than the intellect. Whereas St. Thomas, he has an understanding of the soul which is bi, bipartite, so two. I think some people also say dipartite, two. 
Um, and so it, it, they, it only has the intellect and the will. And Thomas puts the intellect pri as primary above the will. And the Franciscans kind of, they look at that and they say, well, well, come on. I mean, St. Paul says, I know what is good. I know what I must do, but I yet, yet I do not do it. And I think Thomas's response is, is basically with concupiscence, like uh, that concupiscence is more in the intellect than it is in the will. And so it's, it's because in some way, psychological way, that people don't understand. If they could only understand, they would do it, pretty much, I think is what Thomas would say in a nutshell. Whereas uh, the Franciscan school says, no, uh, I can understand fully what I need to do, and it, but yet it can still be difficult to actually do it. So the will is primary in that way. And then when you get to the idea of voluntarism, more particularly, this is, this is about uh, not only because so since the will is primary in the human being, in the human being's nature, in their, in their essence, um, you also need to take into account Duns Scotus's, so a lot of this is now coming from Duns Scotus, that his concept of univocity, which is uh, univocity of the concept of being. So, and I've explained this, I think it was one of my first episodes, but I'll explain it here again just briefly. Univocity basically means that um, you can understand two things in the same way. You can, you can use a word for something meaning the same thing by it. Okay? And this is, it goes back to Aristotle's categories and all that sort of fun stuff. Univocity as opposed to equivocity. Equivocity is more of a uh, like an analogized sort of distinction. Okay, an analogized sort of distinction. Where you say this, this, you know, I, I say, let's see. I say my shirt is red because it's like the color red, whereas it's not actually the color red. Okay, so that would be an equivocal distinction. A univocal distinction would be, I guess you could say, my shirt is red because... Well, I don't. I don't know if I can use the same analogy for this. A univocal distinction. Let's just go back to the the question. Let's just go back to the question at hand with regard to being. So. An equivocal distinction of being between God and man, let's say, would be that 
man's being is only like God's. They're not, they can't be understood in the same way. It's only, it's only like a metaphor, basically. It is kind of a way you can understand it. Whereas Univocity would say, the definition of being as regards man and the definition of being as regards God are the same thing. So where does this get back to voluntarism? Well, if in man, uh, and, and this kind of comes down, boils down to morality as well. If in man, the main part of the soul that is the moral agent, that is the one that acts morally, if that is the will, then because of this concept of univocity between the being of God and man, then the will must also be the main moral agent, the main uh, actor in God as well. And so you say, well, okay, if the main moral agent in God is his will, then what God wills is what is good. Instead of what is good is what God wills. You know what I mean? So this is kind of one of the main distinctions between the Thomist and the uh, Franciscan school. Now, John Scotus does have a nuanced understanding of this voluntarism. He's not like a total divine command theorist or something. He does say that uh, all of morality is determined by God's will, except the first three commandments of the Decalogue, which are the first three of the Ten Commandments. So, love your Lord, love the Lord your God. Where are they? <laughs> um, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, and remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So, so basically, Scotus is saying those three commandments are not willed by God because that would kind of be a contradiction. Like, if, because because then that would mean we only love God because God wills it, and like somehow God could will us not to love Him, and that'd be a good thing. No, Scotus denies that whole idea. Okay, he he denies that because of the way that he understands this voluntarism, which it's not looking at the will as some sort of judgment or like think of like a gavel. Like, it's not like I command blah blah blah. <laughs> okay, that's not how he looks at the will. He looks at the will as love. And this is how Bonaventure looks at it too, and the whole Franciscan school. It's not the will in the sense of command. It's the will in the sense of love. So, because God loves something, it is good. Not because God commands it, I guess would be the distinction. Because God loves something, it is good. So, and then going with the first three commandments of the Decalogue. 
God has to love himself. Because in the Christian understanding of God, God is love. And all that kind of fun stuff that Augustine talks about, right? So, it wouldn't work to say that God couldn't that God could command you not to love him. Because that would be self-contradictory in what the nature of God is and what the nature of reality is. Okay, so that's why the first three commandments are not considered as like being based upon God's God's command. Okay. Now the other seven, I think Scotus does kind of say that, that that those could be changed to a certain extent. I'm sure he has some nuance here. Um, those could be changed to a certain extent by God's will. But the first three commandments, which regard God himself, are not able to be changed, because then inherently within them would cause a contradiction. Okay, Because of Scotus's and the Franciscan school's understanding of what the will is, that the will is the loving action of God. Not just some sort of intellectual, this is right and therefore it is. Okay, That would be like a, a truly divine command theory. But but it's it's more of God loves something and therefore it is good. Okay. And and I think Scotus would probably also say something like this would seem weird if goodness existed like coincident with God at the same time with God. Because that's kind of what at least in my understanding of it, that's kind of a question that pops up in the Thomistic view, is if what is good is good, depending on whether God wills it or not, then how can it be good? Is it just good in and of itself in some way? Like even beyond what God can do? And that that's a, that's kind of a sticky question, sticky subject. So I think Scotus makes a very good distinction, and he's called the subtle doctor for a reason, because he's he's subtle. He makes lots of distinctions between things, and he's not a full voluntarist. He's a voluntarist for the last seven commandments as regards humanity, but not as regards the commandments for God, because then again, like I've said. This creates a contradiction. So, I hope this is making sense. This is kind of the first time I'm, I'm really able to lay this out, lay these thoughts out as I've learned them about the Franciscan school and Scotus and Bonaventure. So, I, I hope this hasn't come off as confusing. Uh, forgive me if it does. I'll be sure to clarify more in the future. So, I hope this is helpful. Let me know what you think. Feel free to email me at my email. I always put it in the uh, description of every video. Uh, check me out on uh, Anchor. 
Anchor.fm, Player FM, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those other things that I've listed there. I also have a Facebook page, um, Twitter page. You can find me at PZ Catechesis. PZ Catechesis, just like my initials, Parker's Rebel Catechesis. So, yeah, all right, thanks. Oh, uh, real quick, real quick, please feel free to uh, subscribe to any of my podcasts on any of the podcast players. Find me on YouTube. Please subscribe. Like me on Facebook, like the Catholicism Car channel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all there. Catholicism Car. Find me. And then I also have a Patreon account if you wish to support what I do at this, at this podcast and this YouTube channel. And you can also support us on anchor.fm. There's a support button there you click on. I also have links to all of this on my website's support page at www.catholicisminthecar.com.